Welcome to News Laundry Podcast. This is NL Hafta. We have a new podcast out, the first episode of The Awful and Awesome Entertainment Rap hosted by Deepanjana Pal and Rajshri Sen is online now. Check it out. In the first episode, Pal and Sen sink their claws into Sultan, cheer for the new Nike commercial and tell you about a new Netflix film. It's a sex comedy, but apparently it's intelligent sex comedy. Uh, whatever that means you can find the link below uh, do check out a new podcast and send us your feedback on contact at news laundry and tell us what you think of it uh, but there's not the only one we're coming up with lots more podcasts one with ranga uncle and you guys are going to love that one so stay tuned and keep subscribing on the news front that we will discuss, discuss on hafta kashmir is on the boil yet again and it's getting ugly yet again the supreme court struck down president's rule in a hill state Yet again, after Uttarakhand, it's Arunachal Pradesh. BJP should be embarrassed, but it is clearly not. Hopes and rumors of Priyanka being the face of UP election, yet again. And Priyanka's mysterious silence, yet again. PM Modi expresses unhappiness over the media, yet again. And AAP and BJP are at war, yet again. I'm Abhinandan Sekri, back on the Hafta, yet, yet again. again. Thank you, everyone. Because Angrez is Lagan and News Laundry is Hafta. Kabhi nai chhodte. We have a wonderful panel. Anand. Hello, Anand. Hello. Madhu Trehan. Hi. Manisha Pandey. Hi. Deepanjana Pal. Hello. And all of us will discuss and answer, discuss all that we just spoke about and answer the question that the Delhi High Court asked of Arvind Kejriwal, what is a tulla? Welcome, my dear <laughs> listeners. Welcome, my dear listeners. This podcast is produced by Karthik Dijavan and recorded by Anil Kumar. Uh, there's lots to discuss. But before we kick off the discussion, I'd just like to remind you, please subscribe to News Laundry and help us keep news independent and free because when the public pays, the public is served. And when corporations and governments pay, corporations, governments are served. Support us, support independent media. Also, today's song dedication is to the national media on behalf of Modi, which we are doing. So stay tuned, you'll love it. And it's not every day that we can say we're speaking for Modi. So this yes. is a very special moment. Exactly. So Madhu... When do you start? What is a thulla? I actually don't know. Give me a sentence. You know mama. Us thulle ne mujhe bade shock se danda mara. Mere chuttar lal ho gaye. Oh my god. That's a bit graphic. To me, thulla is used like, is it touchy or like somebody who's... No. It's a pop. Okay, Madhu. So you actually, you genuinely don't know what thulla is? No. Oh, that's fantastic. Anand Amazing. Thulla? How yeah, of course I know. Dignified. Haan, of I'm very impressed, Madhu. Thulla is a pejorative for... Uh, it's not a pejorative, it's just a word Prerogative. An affectionate Prerogative. endearment Pre- for cops. Pe- for cops. Yes. Like in Bombay, you say mamu. mama, right? Mamu. But they mamu. take it as an insult in Bombay, mamu. If you call a cop mamu, he gets upset. He yeah? gets pissed off. Yeah, I mean... So, thul- so thulla means what? It's a cop. Actually, thulla means, I'll tell you, thulla is... Potbelly. No. Thulla if you just take the cop context out, Thulla is a guy who's alone, without a couple. Stag. He's a stag. Yeah. Really? No. Yes, yes. So, Aray, he... hai, bata so you are a Thulla. It's like that. Yes. And because cops are usually hanging around alone, they say Thulla. That is where Thulla comes from. I'm very happy to say this no one's ever called me Thulla. <laughs> After Shadi Shada, respectable Admi Anand Babu. But, uh, okay, so, so Abhinandan is a Tulla? Yeah, Abhinandan is a Tulla. Exactly. 
So in fact, कश्मीर and at the risk of sounding like a bit of a chatu i don't think there's anyone better qualified to speak on that than someone who's on our panel madhu but i haven't seen her on any panel i've i've seen all sorts of thullas who are talking nonsense madhu i remember when i joined newstrack you guys had already done a volume of work of newstrack that all the media houses put together today haven't done uh, mustgul in the wild as in not When the security forces were still looking, looking for, him, for him, we interviewed Mustkul in the forest hmm. after Chirare Sharif. That entire yeah. live, oh, Alpana Kishore interviewed uh, a guy, Kashmiri Pandit Raina, who was who had been kidnapped, and she interviewed him while he was in custody of the kidnappers. Came back, we gave, we showed the interview while the security forces were still look trying to save him. And I remember when I joined, we used to just watch these tapes, marveling at the kind of stuff that's happened. I was just discussing with Deepanjana. Even if a terrorist was out there in the wild today, a, what has changed in the environment? Would you, as an editor, you sent a thirty-one, thirty-two-year-old Alpana, probably twenty-seven. I don't know how old she was back then, mm. to interview a dreaded militant, you know, with blindfold. She interviewed him, came back safely. Would a, an editor, be willing to send a young girl in the forest? to interview a dreaded militant and b would she come back alive and c if she came back alive would the government leave her or would the government say now you come and tell us where you went see there are a lot of questions one thing the atmosphere was different in the sense that it had just begun in the early 90s we were the first to show militants um it was a remarkable interview where they announced we are this is what we want we want freedom from of for azadi for kashmir and they had their faces covered and ironically as the interview was finished and they knew the cameras were still on the man stood up and he took his mask off because he was he wanted to show that he didn't care after that uh, farooq abdullah and buta singh said that we were creating trouble news track was creating trouble that we shouldn't publicize these kind of people because it gives them oxygen and he wanted me arrested Oh okay I didn't know about Abuta Singh uh, and Farooq Abdullah went to Rajiv Gandhi and asked for our arrests that we are uh, anti-national and seditious and we are publicizing these people giving them a platform uh, Rajiv Gandhi to his credit told them to run along uh, after that we did extensive coverage of Kashmir all the time and I must say that I've been I was watching it on writing my article on Kashmir last night and i got sucked into wasted a lot of time actually but i got sucked into watching a lot of the news track footage on kashmir and i have to compliment the journalists on how they conducted the interviews because one when somebody gave an answer they did not let up which i don't see today and neither the were they moves on to the next question always and neither were they too combative and neither were they too chatu exactly they were not combative and they were not sucking up they were up front 
and say, for example, Manoj Raghavanshi asks uh, this uh, freedom, uh, uh, the man who stands for free, Azadi, Azad Kashmir, mm. that what do you stand for? Do you stand for Azadi or Pakistan or India? Where do you want Kashmir to go? And he says, Aap logon se pusch And he says, Main logon se Main aapke samne Aap bolie. And he refuses to answer. And, mm. and Manoj pesters him and says, Aapko bolna hi hoga, kyunke ye mudda aajkal sara mahal, sarko mein log chilla rahe hain, protest mass chal rahe hain, you're leading them, you have to speak on it. Now tell me one thing, Madhu, when you see the panels these days, hmm. sorry, actually I'll come back to you, uh, Anand, um, you Can I just seeing, complete hmm. the coverage issue? Yeah, okay, this one particular thing, do you think the context, this generation of, forget television viewers, even journalists, no, because I see they don't. the... They don't, because I really think just for for history's sake, for them to understand what the real issue was and how it was handled then and how it was mishandled. Um, you have uh, Kashmiris sitting there saying, Ki ye toh, this is nothing, it's a passing phase. Ye aise shor rahe hai. You people are just paying attention too much. Isko bhool jao. Ye ek hafte mein ho so there were a lot of people. Farooq Abdullah, on the other hand, comes across really well that he's going to be very tough with, the, with these, uh, what were at that time called militants. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the thing that comes across is that really focused, solid journalism without taking sides, but never forgetting, frankly, that you are an Indian journalist. So I see that thread right throughout that, there, that you are doing this to India. And I think that's very, very powerful when you're watching all the interviews, although he interviews everybody. Right. Uh, all of the all the journalists would go and interview all sides, and some of the footage they've got is unbelievable. Yeah, the I kind of violence and the Chirari Sharif episode, the Mastgul episode. Yeah, and there's you know there are you'll hear as you're watching the footage there are certain which the censor board uh, has made us bleep out things, bleep out uh, uh, slogan shouting against India. They made us blur them burning the Indian flag. They didn't make us blur them burning the American flag. That was fine. So, you know, there were very interesting things. And my On con- that, things haven't changed much, have they? No, but the thing that, the conclusion that I came to then, after watching all this last night, was that, you know, we had an amazing opportunity. For example, you look at China with Tibet. All right, Tibet is actually a foreign country for the Chinese, as I see it historically as well. Um, what did they do? They didn't have an Article 370. They sent hordes of Chinese to go and live there, intermarry, mixed up their culture, the Chinese culture with the Tibet. Today, it's very difficult to find a pure Tibetan because they're all mixed up so with, you, it's with like Chinese. It's like trying to unscramble an egg. You can't do it now even if you yeah, want to, so and, it's gone. And, and what happened, they opened businesses, they opened factories, they, they gave jobs, they made Tibet economically more viable and taught Chinese in schools, as well as Tibetan, hmm. all right? So it, they integrated China into the Tibetan cultures deeply. Now here you, we had a situation where the Pandit hold on the Congress government of the 40s and 50s insisted that they must not allow anyone outside who is not a Kashmiri to either start a business or to own real estate. What do you mean uh, Pandit hold? 
the Kashmiri pundits. Why would like, they? They they didn't. I mean, what? That they lobby were didn't? they were very powerful at that time. In, oh, so in, they were reluctant to let other Indians come yes, in? Yes, because they thought that their businesses will suffer if other Indians come and start competing with them. So they had a stranglehold on the Kashmiri economy in which they did not want any any outsider, as they saw it, coming in. And now it's being in. used against them from the other exactly. side. Exactly. So it's it, when people say that, very often people say the Kashmiri pundits are themselves to blame, in some part... If you go back historically, they are right because Pandit Jawaharlal Nehru listened to them. Hmm. And this Article 370 and all this protectionist thing of Kashmir where we ended up spending more money than in any other state in India. More money has been poured into Kashmir yeah, and more else. corruption has taken place in Kashmir Actually, that's one than of the reasons, anywhere else. That's one of the reasons. Where the poverty was extreme. Today, there is a huge difference. Like when we went no, to you Kashmir... You don't even see the kind of poverty in Kashmir that you see when you travel into exactly, Bihar or UP. Even just simple or, things yeah, you like you see, see the Ghorawalas. When we went as kids, the Ghorawalas wore torn pirans with rassi chappals made out of rassi hmm. to walk. And today you see them, they're wearing sneakers, jeans, down right. jackets, and their okay. horses uh, are well-fed. Everything is good. In not every, I can't say everything is good. I take But that it's not back. as bad as it but was. But economically, they're better off. Uh, uh, Anand, what is your view? You've been seeing this. Sorry for this long. Time. No, that's okay. It's good. I think Madhu's made quite a lot of very important points. So let me not repeat them, except to say that I didn't know that it was actually because of the pundits that Article 370 was pushed through. I didn't know that fact. But, uh, you know, but certainly Jawaharlal Nehru was the all-powerful all thing there. And also it is a fact that one can now never abrogate Article 370 because it, is, it has to be approved by the, even if the centre decides to abrogate it, it has to be approved by the JNK Assembly. Mr. Swami and Ram Jethmalani disagree know, on I, that. Yes, mm. but I think I would side with Ram Jethmalani more than uh, on that, on that on point. That. Mm. But let me uh, come to the, you know what has been happening in the last seven or ten days. I think it's incredibly disheartening to see the uh, uh, you know the kind of journalism that we are seeing uh, and the atmosphere. I mean, I I just fail to understand. Uh, that uh, you know a death of a terrorist and it is beyond doubt at least in my my mind that Vani and now incidentally his Twitter handle is suspended was uh, as as good quote unquote a terrorist as any terrorist uh, uh, for there are no degrees in my opinion of you know who's a better terrorist or a you know m you know much more experienced terrorist uh, that uh, you know two lakh people can turn up for the funeral of a terrorist and it's not just uh, you know for vani that they've turned up they've turned up again and again and people cannot link this to the prevailing situation in kashmir i mean vani was a terrorist you cannot you cannot attend a funeral 200000 people you cannot push a jeep with a person an army person inside into jhelum you cannot you know uh, lob grenades at security forces you cannot do all those things on the pretext that, uh, uh, you know, Vani... You are under orders not to shoot. Under orders not to shoot. They're sitting ducks. So it's just, and for a lot of journalists to... Uh, I mean, they're sitting ducks with pellet guns, to be fair. Right. But, you know, those are, I, I agree with you. And the other thing is, I, I, I'm not an expert uh, in the in the uh, the mechanisms that the army or the security personnel can use. I am. I'll under, come to that later. <laughs> okay. So let, let Abhinandan uh, uh. you know elaborate on that. But uh, uh, certainly, if people feel that pellets and I mean the uh, the visuals are awful, obviously, 
uh, you know, but uh, rubber bullets, uh, Israelis use rubber bullets, Americans use other kind of uh, techniques, and uh, you have, uh, you starting with the tear gas shells, uh, you know. Uh, but about but the coverage, coming back, coming you back saying to the, the point, I mean, you have people like uh, Rahul Kamal, for example, saying that we have to look at the economic reasons and the poverty because of which terrorism is flourishing. I mean, the whole this, this is just bunkum because, uh, you know, Kashmir, there are five states, sorry, six states that are below Kashmir in GDP per capita. And there are six, five states that are above Kashmir in the unemployment rate. I mean, take Bihar, UP, or what? Yeah, so probably so, economic you know, that, reasons that can't be the only just, ones. I mean, so there's the question you asked about journalists, danger to journalists, like Alpana Kishore went in, and the danger to. Hmm. I would, you see, in those days, when whenever we did a story, I would get threats. Hmm. So the first couple of days you peep out before you go and you're careful and all that, and then it just disappears. Then you realize that these are just threats. Today, I don't know if they would just be threats. There's a more of a reality to it. So would I send a journalist in the same situation? Today? Um, I think I would think twice. I wouldn't think twice going myself. Yeah, but sending Because it's someone. my responsibility. Mm. But if I'm sending a young person, I'm responsible to that person's parents. And I would not be comfortable so what has them changed? quite so easily. I think the violence is more real. Because he was also a terrorist. I mean, he could also keep, you know, we all you know, love but Alpana. She's a, a great friend. In but those terrorists. he could have also kept Alpana and no, said, now I'll There was a difference in those terrorists. There was a, there was a Zaban. Ke hum Zaban, humne Zaban that the girl will go and come back safe. safe. Today you don't so know we, that. I believe there's Zaban. Ke humne Zaban diye, wo aegi, milenge, wapis jayegi. Today, I am not so sure about that Zaban. And you know, I just hmm. want to make one more, one more hmm. point on this. I think the, uh, the struggle, quote unquote, as struggle, you know, freedom struggle, azadi that people want in Kashmir, it has to be delinked with the narrative that is going on right now with terrorism. Because we know, as Madhu herself said, that the whole, you know, the recent trouble that started was, you know, in 1990 when they kidnapped the Home Minister's daughter. Essentially, that is the starting point of the you know, quote-unquote, again, intifada that people call, you know, that is happening in Kashmir. Before that, there was hardly any influx of religion in it. And, uh, you know, for 30, 40 years. We, and now, Even if there was, we wouldn't know it. Well, now it is just, you know, like in your face. You know, right. now, now it is Pakistan has come in. Now, you know, a lot of other terror organizations also that take recourse no, to No, but even in that time, there's footage of... Uh, Islamic fundamentalism where there are interviews with women in burqas who are insisting that all women shall now have Also to, information gets a lot quicker burkhas. now because of phones, highways, internet. So everything gets speeded up. But you know, here's, here's the point. So there were 600 principalities uh, before, you know, at, at the dawn of independence that mm. had to come together as this thing called India. And it was decided that you can either go to Pakistan or go to India. Now, I, I think, uh, to be honest, I don't want to sound, uh, you know, very rude or something, but Kashmiris have to grow up and accept it. So that, you know, Kashmir became a part of India. Now they say, well, look at the reasons behind it. And the whole fact is that, you know, the accession did happen. Uh, and because Junagadh was ruled by a Muslim king, it had a Hindu majority. So they decided on a referendum. They carried it out. 
And likewise, they said, well, if you're having a referendum in Junagadh, have one in Kashmir, and people agreed to it. And there would have been. Patel said, yes, fine, we are agree with, you know, we, we are in agreement with the referendum. But then Jinnah intervened. And then we had these, you know, this whole oh, issue Hari, of 1948 is disastrous from every point of view. Let's come to that. Just finish then I'd like but to get Manisha. let me Manishan. end with that, you know, Kashmir is a differential part of Pakistan and an integral part of India. <laughs> and Mathematicians thought, would get that actually, joke. Actually, Kashmir became specially important after 1971 because when the Pakistanis Lost saw, especially the Pakistani army and ISI saw that India severed Pakistan and create, helped create Bangladesh. Hmm. Since then, it has been a Bhadas, thorn that karna hai. No doubt about that. Huh, uh, yeah, about the coverage, Deepanjana, your view. Um, you know, when we were talking about uh, the interview with Mastkol that uh, had been done in News Track, the thing that struck me was, again, that what Madhu was calling Zuban, I'm sure there may well be something about the temperament of the terrorist today as opposed to the temperament and the integrity uh, of the terrorist of past. But I think it was also that uh, interviews were being given or interaction with press was important to get a certain amount of coverage and to do a certain amount of uh, publicity for oneself. Today there is greater publicity and there is greater uh, attention that you can get for your group by killing the terrorist. That's why, uh, sorry, by killing the journalist. That's why ISIS releases those videos. That's why we get all of these groups. So we are incentivizing violence. We're incentivizing as violence. That's an important point. Terrorists don't need journalists as much as they needed then. Indeed. Because they can like one because you go they on Twitter, you mm. tweet something. They have the direct access that. to Correct. their constituency. That's a good point. Right? And because of that direct access, the the agency that the journalist provided is significantly less. And as a result, the Zuban doesn't matter anymore. And what about the coverage? I mean, did anything I leave you? I don't think journalists are seeking those interviews as much for good reason, for just this reason. But I don't see journalists going out and looking to interview uh, people who are responsible for the violence that we're seeing. But I think it also uh, has to do with the journalists, most of them, at least the ones who are known, take extreme positions. And when you take an extreme position, you're not in a position to interview that person anymore. Like, if someone from Times Now goes today, like, what would the journalist say, really, I'm going to talk to you? The, uh, or basically, you know, it, the positions are so extreme that, like, Vedic, you know, that yes. WhatsApp message where Vedic is cursing that Times Now reporter. Mm. Basically, you've broken down communication. There is no possibility of an interview happening there because it cannot be a sensible conversation. Sorry, Manisha, uh, you had some things to say on... on. So, um, just, I completely disagree with Anand, so I just want to start with that. On the whole militant terrorism, whether you call him a terrorist or a militant, this has been discussed on Twitter and this has been quite a hot topic. I think the, distingu the distinguishment has not been made by journalists. It's been made by army officers, by intelligence that operates in these areas. Simply because you cannot, you cannot say an Ajmal Kasab is the same as this Vani chap. Okay, there's a difference between militants, terrorists, and separatist insurgents. And the difference is created simply because you have to 
acknowledge the fact that there are different factors at play, there are different motivations, and you cannot deal with them unless until you acknowledge that. And in Hindi also you have Ugravadi, Algavadi, uh, Atankwadi. Mm. <laughs> at a philosophical level, you can argue that violence is violence, hence you're a terrorist, and by that equation, even a rioter in Gujarat or Bombay would be a terrorist. But you don't do that. So I think, and now the job of a journalist in this situation is whether you like it or not, two lakh people attended the funeral of Burhan Bani. Women, as we speak, there are reports of women composing songs for him. People do not like him. Even Kashmiris, people do not like the Indian state. And even Kashmiris who are against militancy don't like the Indian state, and that's a fact. And the job of a journalist is to bring that reality to the fore, to tell people in Delhi, in Chennai, in Tamil Nadu that, boss, people do not like the Indian state and the Kashmir state. And that is what you have to do. So this whole question of romanticizing terrorism or saying that, you know, by focusing on uh, Kashmiris coming out to the funeral, you're just legitimizing it, it's wrong. We can't, we can't ignore the fact that they don't like the Indian state and they are lashing out the, at the army and the police simply because they're symbols of the Indian state. And we must ask ourselves, why is it for the young people in the 90s, in the 90s also, in all the news track tapes, this is what comes out, that they do not like the India state, Indian state. No, I'm saying is, I think what Manisha is saying is a little bit different from what I'm saying. I'm obviously not against the coverage of people attending the funeral. I'm, you know, being critical of the people who are attending the funeral. You know, so there's a difference. Should our journalism talk about, but I would be... I wouldn't be happy with a report that passes judgment on this rather than explain to me why this is happening. Why is it that two lakh people... I think that's very important. I mean, that's the what judgment, I want to know. Yeah, it's judgments first and reportage later. And you know, uh, Ananda was telling you, and I wasn't saying this completely in jest, that I'm an expert on the military and counterinsurgency. I had shot a 26-part series with the Indian Armed Forces about four or five years ago, where we went and shot at Hawes, that's a high-altitude warfare school. <clears throat> then we shot at Warangte, the counterinsurgency jungle warfare training school. So I spent a total of about, about probably 90 to 100 days, whether it was in Bikaner with the gunners, with, with just Fauji's who had, a lot of them had seen action in Kashmir. And I'll tell you what they say, and they will never say this on record or on camera, because as Fauji's you can't. They say, you know, and I'm talking about guys who are older than me. They said, you know, when we were sent to Kashmir, now, now in the IMA, they have this thing of winning hearts and minds at how to deal with their own people. He said, we were tra trained to tackle an enemy. We were trained to kill and retrieve what we had to retrieve. So when we went there, and these are not second and third hand, these are guys who have seen action. They said, and we knew a guy was there, village ho, bacche ho, chaddo. That is what we were trained for, and suddenly we were told, no, win hearts and minds. We said, we don't know how to win hearts and minds. It was a disaster, and actually Modi can spin it to his favor by blaming the Congress for it. Uh, but instead, what they're doing is in this nationalistic fervor, they're completely whitewashing. That entire generation has come up seeing this shit. Like, I'll give you an example. <clears throat> Arnab's response to Sudhiran Kulkarni on Times Now, when Sudhiran Kulkarni said that this, what's this fellow's name who died? Burhan. Burhan. That Burhan, he says, he was he a terrorist, was he not? A, he says, yes, Burhan Wani was a terrorist. He deserved the death penalty. And there is no two ways about that. But the other 30 who have died in the... Uh, protests, are you saying they're all terrorists? Then every Kashmir is... So, I, I thought Arnab would take a step back and say, no, I'm making a distinction between the two. He says, no, 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 you can't defend, they're all... I mean, 
he had painted everyone with the same brush he they were all the people no he didn't say they were all terrorists but he refused to take a step back he says no no now you're now you're justifying terrorism but he wasn't he had clearly made the distinction between buranwani and the other 30 but the moment he said you're justifying terrorism what did it suggest that he had said all of them are the same now this sudhir choudhury of z news this is what he says his diagnosis is a huge graphic on his left saying that the state should not bury these bodies dafnawani inko jala do burn them like garbage burn them like exact. garbage these are res- these are journalists this is supposed to be the buddhijeevi that is extreme the low level what will it be next inko kutto uske khila do i mean this is z and that i hear his extreme. voice on ads and what i'm saying is there is a certain respectability to these people i think they are as low as any low society can come up with now that is fine it's expected of a sudhir chaudhary expected of a arnab goswami what gets worrying is when people who are very sensible and i have huge respect for like jaggi he's a friend of ours anand jagannathan i quote this he writes in swaraj it's a whole piece on how indian should back down terrorism cannot be defeated by the army it needs a mobile and agile special police force that operates like a guerrilla counterinsurgency outfit andhra defeated the maoists with greyhounds kps defeated the khalistani militants with this force with this his police force that used unorthodox methods to tackle terror so it's a long piece that goes on suggesting that the indian state should use inverted quote unquote unorthodox methods you have people suggesting to the state that forget rule of law forget what is mandated by natural justice and how courts go out and kill who you have to when responsible of what should be responsible communication and conversations go into this space we are fucked and enough forgies who have served they will tell you dude we fucked up now those kids who grew up watching their family be killed bashed up even this buranwani's brother yeah, Buranwani and tortured so when he was 14 he joined when he was 15 we've done so at that age by 14 saal mein aapko what radicalizes you i'm not i agree i think islam has a problem and the affinity with kashmir and pakistan is islam i'm under no illusion that it's anything else that economic ya garibi hai and that can also be addressed as it must but to pretend that we will be able to crush this rebellion a those people haven't read history or b they haven't watched news tracks old tapes yeah but you know just couple of points one on manisha you know about the militancy in that now the thing is the word militant has a you know like it or not it's a very romanticized rose tinted view of you know uh, harks back to you know revolutions che bhagat singh no. nelson mandela no no just so you see there is a connotation to using the word militant it's actually a softening it's a softened stand and when you look at what burhan wani was saying from social media how he was behaving uh you know then you have to come to the con- at least i came to the conclusion that a- he had actually crossed that boundary of what is considered as militancy you know what mai leke rahenge azadi you know that kind of a thing and you go out and you go uh, only against security so it was a mix of religion uh, uh against atrocities against a lot of people against security forces you know preaching hatred uh, mixing it with islam mixing it with you know uh, like agar tum vote doge to tumhe cheer denge Okay. militancy is not soft though it is so, violent it is as violent but it there's a difference in there the there is a connotation attached to militancy like nelson mandela there's a political nelson goal a there's militant. a definite political goal which is your free land which is what distinguishes it from random acts of terror which is purely to inflict violence and terror okay, like i must step in i honestly i hadn't actually thought of a well. difference in the two in fact we want a piece done on 
when you use the word militancy, when do you use the word terrorist? In fact, the army used to call them anti-national elements, A&E, during like, uh, for about four to... Uh, we actually, yeah, like Manisha was saying, we were uh, exploring this in grave detail, and we found out that at least for a period of time, in 2009, the army started calling them A-N-E, like she was saying, anti-national elements. Coming back to the militancy and terrorism point of view, just at a basic sort of dictionary level, the, the definitions are significantly different. Militant is one who favors confrontational or violent methods in support of a political or social cause. I'm just going on dictionaries, yeah? Terrorism is the unlawful use, and the terrorist is one who uses unlawfully violence and intimidation, especially against civilians, in pursuit of aims that may be political. So there, there is a difference. We just don't seem to remember it. And in no way is militancy stop. I mean, it's as threatening or as violent as... Can we just, just use criminals for all? Because, I mean, I think he was a criminal. I mean, yeah, like, for example, a rioter is a criminal. Because even I actually yeah, I, often don't journalism, know... journalism, I would want you know, more the, nuance. The That's other all. point I would like, and I would like Madhu to come in here, please. Because hmm. there is a, you know, you talked about what Jaggi said, and I agree with you. The state cannot forego you know, the basic Due human process. rights and treatment with this thing. And that includes AFSPA and there are rules and, you know, it's within the bounds of the constitution. Now, this is one of the things that, I mean, I, I grew up during the, you know, the terrible days of Punjab militancy. You know, I've, I've, I almost boarded a bus that actually exploded. Uh, the bomb exploded. There were seven, you know, in DTC buses, that was 1989. Uh, but I somehow feel and this is a terrible thing that I'm saying, that had it not been for uh, KPS Gill, Punjab problem would not have been solved. I want Madhu's view on this. Even if it is politically incorrect. It is politically because incorrect. Because it has bothered me for so long. It is I'm politically obviously against you know, yeah. what he did. It's politically, my view is also politically incorrect. I, I agree with you that if it wasn't for KPS Gill, we would still have a problem today. But his methods, when they were happening, while we were covering them, it was very, very difficult Indeed. because I, hmm, young people, innocent people were being pulled off buses, being hauled to jails. There was a lot of collateral damage, uh, what they call collateral damage, which is actually human damage. Yeah. I couldn't disagree more. Would, would, do you agree? I just want to know, are you okay with the justification of the atomic bomb where I think a million or two million people were fried instantly? That's the only way to end the war? Are you okay with that? Niku, there is an argument there, I'll tell you. Okay. No, I'm now, just asking. No, no, one second. Mm. So quite frankly, I quite think uh, about it many times related to ISIS. I, I'd like to answer that because I have, you know, this wonderful book by Richard Rhodes called The History of the Atomic Bomb. And there are not many, you know, people usualize Oppenheimer. Uh, you know, he said that uh, now I am become death and everything. People don't know that he actually wanted to bomb Tokyo. He wanted the atomic bomb to be dropped on Tokyo, mm. not on Hiroshima, which was a military this thing. Now, the, the point of the atomic bomb was that the Japanese at that point of time believed that their emperor cannot be defeated. In fact, even after the first atomic bomb was dropped, the Japanese refused to surrender. Hmm. It, was their act it was their faith. You can say it's almost ordained by God that we will never surrender. Hmm. So, you know, that's a... I, it's so, for example, no, I, so would, I, so I would definitely criticize, you know, Bomber Harris. You know, the... the um, I'm still not uh, clear. Do you think that you would... Is the bombing and frying one million women, children, babies, a justifiable way to end the war? Absolutely not. Same way what KPS did, 
gilded is no way justifiable that is not the question abhinandan of course that is no, the question no that is, i i let me rephrase that question hmm. the question is do you think punjab militancy would have ended had kps gill not done what he did that yes. is the question yes you seriously believe yes, that yes i seriously believe that Madhu? and i would like to quote you anand okay. no one is what was the question when you said raghuram rajan rara aise 10 log honge kps gill aisa koi top nahi hai ki uske bina nahi ho jata वैसे उससे अच्छे पचास और सो वॉट यू देर इज नो वन पर्सन इज वॉट्स वर्ड इन इनडिस्पेंसिबल सो के पी एस गिल इज नॉट सम श्री राम हुज कम एंड ट्वेंटी अदर गाइज डन इट इन डिफरेंट वे इफ वी बिलीव दैट दैट इज द ओनली वे टू टैकल इट एज अ सिविलाइज सोसाइटी वी हैव गिवन अपन सिविलाइजेशन कोर्स Okay, you are going to kill the Americans. Would have killed as many people as they did in Vietnam. They would have done that in Japan. The Americans have done not civilians, Madhu. When you sign they, up for well, combat, well, in Vietnam they killed many sure, women and, and children. That doesn't mean it was right. But no, in the I'm war, not, I'm saying it's the difference in Jalal and Jatka. They would have done it anyway in Japan. It would have been slow and protracted. You see, people remember Hiroshima. Okay. They don't remember Bomber Harris and the fire of Dresden. That is the or Cologne. You see, so you say then we will no, move on to the next one. No, I just want to ask Madhu just one quick question. And Punjab is a lot of people do believe that it wasn't KPS Gill, but because militancy, the support for militancy has waned in Punjab. I actually want to people get into that, but I, but it will become a I very mean, long it, discussion. It was people Punjab, who decided they don't want. It was Bhindramwale. It was a one-man show. Bhindramwale died. It could not have sustained. Kashmir is not a one-man show. First there was a Muscol, then no, there was a Bhindra. Also, yeah, Bhindramwale died in '84, right? Yes, and after and that, and Punjab militancy was at least I remember when I was a student in the '89-'90s. This thing, it was. It was terrible. My God. There's a difference. Oh in, yes. There's one difference People in Kashmir and Punjab. And shot, the bomb But the scale was. It in was, answer to your scale. question, there's one major difference in Kashmir and Punjab, which is that when the Punjab militancy got really hot, there was an exodus from Punjab, which you looked like. the you'd see those pictures from partition where the roads were filled with people with their belongings leaving Punjab that's not happened in Kashmir people are not Kashmiris are not leaving Kashmir Punjab Punjabis were leaving Punjab and that's where the support of the militancy also dropped and also the social there wasn't were, that kind of support in civilian population as there is in Kashmir yeah I there wasn't that. exactly and it's so logically it's very different it's a very aspirational society in Punjab exactly. you exactly it's i mean exactly. it's, you can't even compare the two anyway let's just move on to the next um i just like to quickly um there are three things uh, you know dipanjan you tell me which you want to go with first one is rajdeep's question to sanya mirza about settling down which he's got roasted for but to give him his due he apologized for it we'll just tell you what it is are you aware dipanjana i was not aware he had asked sanya mirza questions about settling okay. down at all sanya mirza what is he some janani bhai main oh hi keh rahi thi madhu main keh rahi hu mrs rehan main to kisi formality na lo main main usko bol raha sab te pehle eh dasu nikku ji tusi kad settle ho main kad settle main oh hi kaha ki koi tinder bhi tinder bhi use karo kuch karo canada wale chachi di bhanji aaye hai tinder ne suna hai ki nahi ki nikku budhe de naal rishta pakka kare main rajdeep main to kal album la diye labda achhi si gudi koi main tere liye pandit jaake main main tere liye album la diye kudiyan di 
ਹੋਈ ਮੰਗਲੀ ਮੰਗਲੀ ਨਾ ਲਾਈਓ ਟਿੰਡਰ ਨਹੀਂ ਜਾਣੀ ਮਿਸਤਰਾਨ ਮੰਗਲੀ ਨਾ ਲਾਈਓ ਐ ਨਿਕੂ ਮੁੰਡਾ ਸਾਡਾ ਹੁਣੇ ਮਤਲਬ ਜਿੰਦਾ ਰਹਿਣਾ ਹੈ ਐਨੀਵੇ ਲੈਟਸ ਬਿਕਮ ਸੋ ਬਟ ਓਕੇ ਫਰ ਸੋ ਸ਼ੀ ਇਜ਼ ਰਿਟਨ ਅ ਆਟੋਬਾਇਓਗ੍ਰਾਫੀ ਫਰਸਟ ਦਾ ਸੈਂਟੈਂਸ ਸੈਟਲ ਡਾਊਨ ਇਜ਼ ਸੋ ਆਰਕੇਕ ਸ਼ੀ ਇਜ਼ 29 ਐਂਡ ਸ਼ੀ ਇਜ਼ ਰਿਟਨ ਅ ਆਟੋਬਾਇਓਗ੍ਰਾਫੀ ਐਂਡ ਸੈਟਲ ਡਾਊਨ ਮਾਈ ਆਨਸਰ ਟੂ ਹਿਮ ਵੁਡ ਹੈ ਬੀਨ ਆਈ ਐਮ ਸੈਟਲਡ ਨੋ ਦ ਟੈਨਿਸ ਪਲੇਅਰ ਯੈਸ ਐਗਜ਼ੈਕਟਲੀ ਮਿਜ਼ਾ ਇਜ਼ ਮੈਰਿਡ ਨੋ Yes so that see or kya said oh you have Pakka given away oh, except she didn't have the mic man it was Sanya Mirza has written an autobiography. She was being interviewed on Rajdeep's show. And Rajdeep said, so when are you going to settle down, have bachcha, ye wo? Sanya Mirza said, you would never ask a male athlete that. I'm 29. I'm working to be the number one tennis player in the world. I have won the Wimbledon several times. I'm shocked you would ask me that question. Some How cool is okay, that? And immediately, babies, and immediately, and immediately cool she said, that? and immediately she, he said, okay, I'm sorry. I, you know, did a Fantastic. horrible job with that question. But I thought her answer was amazing. So that's one of the, what do I you think? I think that is a superb answer and more power to her for that. I will say, however, uh, I saw that, I can't remember where it was, but someone put up a news piece that there's a film that's being made on MS Dhoni, right? Mm. and uh, the big deal about it is a past relationship of his will be exposed on it so, uh, so? clearly uh, nothing nothing <laughs> but it's about as nothingness as uh, as you know when you going to have babies but good on her for that because i think she's absolutely right i love He's her because she so many also people. told the uh, imams who told her that she should cover her body while playing tennis and she told them to go fly a kite yeah, she hit them on she the head she says i'm more tennis. muslim than anybody i do my namaz and i will wear what i want to but i i mean while it's great that uh, you know rajdeep said they said apologized for this um i think this is you know the kind of associations that we have that we will think that settle down is an okay thing to say to anybody that and that immediate association that it means marriage ha matlab i have been asked this a lot of times settle down is marriage what is a settle down Settle down. Settle down like as a scientist, Anand, it would so be when you have a colloidal you, solution. So according to you, Abhinandan hasn't settled down? No. He He'll never settle down. <laughs> He's so hyper. He'll only settle down so when you marry. So then Manisha is not really Settle. at fault because it was just, you know, dictionary definition. So, <laughs> okay, okay, fine. Okay, that was one. The next, um, the Zakir Naik issue. Views, please. Anand. I think we discussed this last week. Did we? Yeah, Zakir Naik, but it happened when we finished. It had just started. It had just started last week. We okay. haven't discussed Zakir Naik. So, so Manisha sent this clip. Hmm. of uh, Zakir's debate hmm. Zakir Naik's I don't want to get familiar Zakir Naik's <laughs> debate with Sorry uh, to interrupt because you're right because Justice Karju in that discussion referred to Zakir Naik as Zakir Hussain the tabla <laughs> yeah, player yeah, yeah. three times and then he said ban karo isko ban karo Zakir Hussain ko Zakir Hussain ko ban karo that's a thulla so um and I think to put him against Uh, someone like sri sri ravi shankar whose intellect i would not uh, bet money on yes <laughs> thank you 
was a little wrong for him to be representing Hinduism because Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, I don't think represents Hinduism. He represents a cult of his where he teaches yoga and uh, and kriyas and and uh, nice things, but it doesn't. He does not teach Hinduism or the Upanishads or the Vedas or anything of the kind. He just teaches kriyas, yogic kriyas and meditation. He reminds so me of Manmohan Singh who speaks. Yeah, so he, <laughs> exactly. Expression. So he looked very disconcerted while Zakir Naik was speaking because he knew that he did. This happened on the channel or this was that Dubai event on stage? Yeah, Dubai. This was on stage. This, what yeah. Madhu is referring to was a Dubai event on stage when they were having a debate. Yeah, he this was an organized venue channel. He disconcerted because he knew that he wouldn't be able to. And Zakir Naik had mugged up. I mean, he's a great <laughs> mugger, quite clearly. He'd mugged up shlokas and their pages and their numbers and fatafat bol ratha and used arguments within uh, the, the, not the Vedas, but the Smritis, hmm. uh, the, sut the sutras and the s Smritis against Hinduism, using shlokas within that. But, uh, but that is the point that if Sri Sri Ravi Shankar had any intellect at all he could have he, destroyed Nayak. he could have destroyed them on that that hinduism is self contradictory it is about debate it is about argument. for every matter there's antimatter exactly I so think it's what very is scientific. so him quoting it as if it is an edict from the quran but is by self self defeating he but got uh, just one point on this uh, I, mean, and then I, I think we had a very nice debate last week no, uh, he would also not. Huh. he's as cultish as huh. so Anand. yeah on zakir Nayak. but i'll just you know end by like to say that Zakir, Zakir Nayak should not be banned. He is a good Muslim. Uh, he quotes the Quran. <laughs> the overwhelming majority of Indians are bad Muslims. Uh, and that is the reason oh, why yes, we had India this discussion last time. You're right, and uh, <coughs> I think it's it's fine. It's coming there's, back to me. Speaking. There's nothing wrong with Zakir Naik. Okay, speaking of uh, Deepanjan, I'd like your view, but I'd quickly like to read. But I don't uh, like him. There might be nothing wrong. I'd with like him. to read a mail from uh, Raghu Ram. Uh, dear NL team, I have a few requests. Invite more Hindi journalists to Hafta. Okay, Raghu, we That's will. That's a good idea. Please good bring point. back Hartosh Bal on Hafta. Exactly, oh, we should. Now that Anand is here, they can go head to head. Also, he says, uh, and this is the key point, that Abhinandan is a great host and he should do more podcasts and interviews. Mm. Thank you, this Raghu. This is the key point. Self <laughs> self Please restart the cleaners and I agree, even if it's in podcast form. Thanks, Raghu Ram. Uh, and the second mail is um, from Sriram Murli Dharan. Guys, you made me laugh hysterically when you said you haven't found inaccuracies in Zakir Naik's speeches, especially Anand. Here is a YouTube video which found 25 mistakes in 5 minutes of his speech on evolution. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Let's put that link. Yeah, that link is there. As Manisha said, everywhere radicalism starts with small baby steps like killing minorities, taking rights away from women. Please listen to his speeches where he justifies the use of burqa for women. He might not be directly responsible for terrorist attacks, but he is a part of the cogwheel that promotes radical Islam. Right. And I agree with that. And I just like to say, Zakir Naik is a bit like Sohail Seth. He talks shit with confidence. Kuch bhi bakto, confidence se bolo. Yeah, I think that yeah, is it, a it, perfect analogy. If Sohail Seth lost weight, grew a beard, became taller, <laughs> and read the Quran, and wore a suit, he'd be also Zakir Nayak. Capitalism. You know, because when he said, let me tell you two things. A, a the thing B. is that B, you know, then the thing is, he never says A, he just comes to B. <laughs> and the thing is, Zakir Nayak, kuch bhi bakwasiti conference like that debate you're talking about, I felt bad for Shri Shri Ravi Shankar. Because Ravi Shankar he was destroyed him, but Ravi Shankar got so intimidated that he conference a bolta hai. Same thing Suhail does. He said, confidence in his confidence. He said, he said, he said, he said, he said, But you know, I like, the, I like Zakir Naik. I don't know He's what people... He's a gadha, yeah. So, but so what? 
I like asses. I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay, like, in that case, you love the being. New England India today cover, baby. I am talking of the Animal <laughs> Kingdom, by the way. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's cover of the Animal okay, Kingdom. Okay, um, thank you, uh, people who have written in. That's lovely. Now, uh, while <laughs> um, no, it's always nice to have letters, and we got two letters like within hours of putting out the awful and awesome. So I, I truly understand where this comes from now. Um, but you know the thing you were saying about. Um, uh, I've forgotten uh, the gent who'd written his name, but anyway, he said that uh, words, no, rag, the one after Raghu, Murli Dharan, Sri Ram, whatever your name is, sir, mm. uh, that he's part of the cogwheel of radical Islam, um, possibly, but I'm very uncomfortable with this eagerness to equate uh, what someone is saying and being an inspiration within double quotes to being directly responsible for terror. Absolutely. That's, well that's very, very yes. unnerving for me. I'm not okay with it because at the end of the day, Zakir Naik has said many absurd things, many possibly arguable things, but he has not said go out and kill people Which until Jaldish he says Taitler that. has in, not kill, but on a televised rally during the UPA time in Orissa, Maro Maro. When those guys bashed up that lady cop, do you remember oh her? Oh God, in yeah. In Orissa, her yes. hair is open yes, and, they, he it, yeah. and he is on camera saying Maro Maro. Yeah. Nothing so happened that to him. is a direct correlation and nothing happened to him. Uh, but Zakir Naik being, being blamed for terror, I'm a little uncomfortable with. And also, hmm. I think that's why my, you know, I, I disagree with uh, Subramanian Swami most of the time, <laughs> if not all the time. But I really respect him because he's the guy fighting in the Supreme Court against hate speech. Yes, and I agree with him on that. But one thing, Dipanjana, one thing that Zakir Naik does repeatedly, he intersperses everything that he says, that Islam is the only religion. If it is the only religion, what do you do with the people who are not Muslim? Madhu is quoting Quran. You can ignore them, you can give them cake. You can uh, have Ruafsa with them. You could just do nothing. You don't have to go and kill them. There is no correlation between saying this is the only religion to follow to go and kill anyone else who doesn't follow that religion. So I, I think that's uh, I think that's a labored connection at best. Well, it may I don't think it's a labor. I think it's a bit of a I dog whistle. I, I yeah. will agree with Anand on this. It's like Trump has never said that, you know, um, uh, let's we should be a you know white only supremacist society but a few things he says are dog whistles for the radicals to take up even what bangladesh pm does so i think and here i i i do think um there's a problem with the text of the quran i think it's a deeply problematic text i'm not an expert on it so you know people i'm sure will write and say shut up you don't know nothing about quran and fair enough maybe i don't know as much but i have read a bit and that problematic text when quoted whether it is in context or out of context, I don't know. But when quoted in mass gatherings is a dog whistle for radicals. Yes, but Trump and Zakir Nayak, while that's a charming uh, parallel to have in one's head, Trump has said that he, is, he doesn't want certain kinds of outsiders coming in, right? He hasn't made any bones about that. Um, as far as, so they're comparing that to Zakir Nayak's... Well, I'm comparing uh, dog whistles. For example, Trump has never said that, you know, blacks are inferior, they should be treated differently. But he has said stuff like, our country has a huge problem where, you know, if you're white, then, you know, you are discriminated against. He has said stuff like that. Mm. And then a tweet goes out from a former Ku Klux Klan leader saying that, 
yes, what Trump is saying is right. It's a dog whistle. So he has never attacked minorities as in black minorities, but he has said something that has led to dogs listening to the dog whistles. And by dog, I don't mean sab kutte kamine. I'm saying it in the, in the you know, in it's the context. A, you're using yeah. an analogy like yeah. Narendra Modi used. <laughs> what a great parallel. So, okay, quickly, I have two or three things more. Uh, hmm. yeah. By the way, this is a really nice piece by Kushwan Singh. Uh, the Kushwan Singh. The Kushwan From Singh. From the grave? No, he'd written it back in 2007, Why Muslims Lag Behind. And he takes two arguments that Nayak makes, and just one of it, uh, that alcohol is bad for health. And he shreds it apart. It's of quite, course, Kushwan but, Singh would but shred I, I that agree apart. With, I mean, if not for terrorism, he's definitely the reason why Muslims do lag behind. A vast majority of it, because you have people like this just taking you back. In, in the sense, he he is a roda, a roadblock to reform yeah. in Islam. He is definitely a roda to that reform. That I agree with. But I all I'm my only problem is with using what he has said and saying that this is a direct incitement to terror. It's not. That's clear. That's my only yeah, problem because true. we do have we actually have a. Uh, a number of calls to prove that, right? We've had the no, that's, that's clear. Also, Kushwan Singh points out in his piece that this is pertaining to Quran, where he says drinking is haram. He says it's not drinking, it's drunkenness. Hmm. So see, there's always so interpretation. Which drunk says, yar, I bought pee. Arre, yar, figure out two or pee. No, but the point is, you can't drink. It's not haram. It's just over excess. So can Maybe you that's be drunk without drinking? Yeah, you ah, cannot be drunk. Aapne bolhi, kisi ko thinks, kisi aankho, think, aankho ke ke aankho ke okay, I'd just like readers to know there was actually no alcohol on the table in the room, in the building, and it still sounds like Amitabh Bachchan keh gaye Sade Baba Amitabh Bachchan keh gaye ne, nasha sharab che khonda te naachati botal. Anyway, uh, now Amitabh I... Amitabh Bachchan never said this. It's this is some Punjabi song. Oh, no, it's, it's a great it's, song. It is... <laughs> it is it's a song from Sharabi. It is from a song called Mujhe Nolakha Mangade Re O Sajne Diwane Tujhe Me Tujhe Me Tujhe Sinne Se Okay, anyway. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Anand, I've agreed with you enough. So, sorry, now, just... Uh, so, Nolakha means... Uh, Nolakahar. Nolakahar. Nee, Nolakahar. Then what else does Nolakha mean? Something like nine jewels or something like that. No, no, Nolakha is Nolakahar. Of course, today that doesn't matter, but okay. Yeah, now, they, they, now t t the SC, this thing, today I will now come back on the loop on Anand, on the AAP versus BJP. The two I, things that yeah. happened in, and I actually read up because I said maybe, uh, you said not they are putting drafts in an unconstitutional way. Actually, and this in all fairness is a vagueness left by previous governments. Because the 69th Amendment Act of 1991 created the present constitution set up in Delhi. The context is, you know, AAP versus BJP. Of course, what the Supreme Court has done in the two states is, I'm not surprised. I think the BJP does want power at a cost where they want to just establish themselves by hook or crook, which is not unlike what Indira Gandhi wanted, but it is no different. But the, the NCT Act, which is the National Capital Territory of Delhi Act of 1991, uh, there was... Article 239AA has sown the seeds for conflict of jurisdiction <clears throat> because in the business rules transaction, business rules rule 55, to cut a long story short, this is a very long paragraph. It is not, they don't have to send every bill before presenting it to the assembly to the central government. Only bills that are pertaining to tax or uh, tax proposed for interstate trade or substantial expenditure from the consolidated fund of the capital or basically f five, six such clauses. So they are not bound 
constitutionally to send that. However, there is a vagueness to this act. And in the past, it's not that always it, the central government was center, sent a bill before it was presented. But it is the first time that no matter what bill goes, it, it is sat upon on some reason or the other. And what they are saying is not that the, the drafting is wrong. What the central government is saying is that is this problem is that problem is that we are So I think, and also the raid yesterday on the uh, offices of some Delhi state departments based on an allegation or a complaint by a BJP MLA, and I saw him interviewed on TV, they, he said, what's your complaint? He said, your BRT is a problem. They said, what's your problem? He went on, no, this is corrupt. He had no specific charge. There has been no FIR in that case. And the Anti-Corruption Bureau raided two premises of the state government. I would like to know how is this, in your view, not completely, what's the word I'm looking for? Unconstitutional. Not, not unconstitutional. It's not unconstitutional. The ACB has a vindictive. So let me begin by saying that, you know, it's like uh, if you are for, uh, you know, it's very difficult. Uh, it's a conundrum mm. to, to actually side with, uh, you know, parties which are both totally illogical and specious, both AAP and BJP. So as I said last week as well, it is not without uh, doubt that, you know, BJP is doing some hanky-panky, obviously. But AAP bhi dood ke dhulewe nahi hai. This we all know, right? So, or like, Just like, like the Congress, Congress in AP, now, in Arunachal, Congress dood ka dhula nahi hai. Hmm. But what the BJP did was clearly in the wrong and the Supreme Court has now whether they win the vote or lose it is irrelevant. Right. But I that's mean, In fact, we might come back to that Arunachal thing because obviously you're, you're quite right. And I think I... In fact, let's come to this, yeah. Hmm. Right. So, but in this case, now I, I really do not know the details of the case of the uh, ACB, uh, what is Anti-Corruption Bureau on, you know, whether they, uh, uh, whether uh, somebody has to give a written complaint or, you know, on what basis can they act. So, and I do not know their history. No, they it? can act, they can't not. Right. It is without an FIR to raid the premises is unheard of in the sense that if, you know, someone just makes a, a, a casual complaint, if the ACB starts raiding premises, then, uh, you know, there have been many complaints made. Right. On so, but <laughs> even on the High Court, I mean, High Court has made a lot of judgments on the ACB as well. So there's, there's, a, there's a lot of history. And it's, it's without, without doubt that, you know, BJP is... Uh, obviously involved in a lot of hanky-panky. But and if, again, uh, hmm. you know, I come back to the same thing. We expected from AAP something that would provide an alternative to BJP and Congress. Now that has, has clearly not on. happened. So that is the premise on which I work on. I am ruthless against people who promise something, uh, uh, you know, uh, utopia, uh, utopia, sorry. Utopia. And, and they deliver <laughs> Utopia, which is in India. Which is a said. restaurant. So you know where <laughs> Anand's mind is. Can I say the Utopia? Utopia. Madhu, this um, egg on the face of the BJP, who seem completely unembarrassed, at least on panels, they say, Are hum kyu embarrassed ho minority mein toh hai. I was amazed. I'm not amazed. Really? It, it, listen, it's now almost 10 years where ministers stopped resigning when they were caught in scams. They rode it through. The last time I can remember is when Advani resigned when he was accused of the Ayodhya, uh, the Babri Masjid destruction. After that, nobody resigns no matter what happens. Either they are forced, to, they are arrested or it's ignored. So look at all the scams that have happened that have been exposed by journalists and all the other things. And now this political situation, I don't expect them to be embarrassed. They're deeds. Ladies, anything you have to... Is there a... Uh, if Dita, I believe, is a Punjabi word. What is a word for... Dita. So everyone can understand. 
you you cannot just overthrow the government what you need is a new leader to come out like what has happened in uk so you choose another leader which is fine with you know the the ruling party and then you either you hold <coughs> new elections or you allow the ruling party to have their own leader and the governing party anand uh, sorry the governing party absolutely no right. rulers so in, in this rulers. so mm. especially in, i mean of course i am not a lawyer so i don't know and the good thing is that it went to the courts so the court has adjudicated but in my sense the governor who is appointed by the bjp and in this case he is on a leave of absence so the governor of tripura has now is doubling up as the governor of arunachal pradesh as well right the, the same gentleman yeah. tathagadra who said that you know uh, ib should keep a look out on these funerals of terrorists he's because the there might be a lot of and he's a terrorists you were saying uh, manisha i don't have much to add on this hmm. and i would like to move on to another topic from oh. south of india <laughs> okay then sure. before so, you move hmm. on to the next topic you... south of india south india south south of the vindhya south india <laughs> so, so just quickly want to say assam governor sipte razi ruled out resignation from post and dismissed as absolutely false reports that prime minister manmohan singh had asked him to resign there was a huge um similar uh, mess up by a governor during the upa time and you can just google sipte razi resignation and you see how he reacted back then so yeah on that which is why i find bjp and congress just brothers sisters of each other and up and up no <laughs> <laughs> i would add that i think up, up also it just needs some up more time abhi thoda thoda dheere dheere bolenge congress all the same but okay so the left government in kerala has introduced a fat tax mm. which is 14.5% tax on specifically uh, fast food joints but uh, multinational chains like uh, kfc mcdonalds so it doesn't include coke uh, yeah it should include yeah, yeah yeah it would include beverages oh. also so it should include coke and, and cold drinks and all yeah okay. to tackle obesity hmm. uh, i just want to know your views on it 
Yeah, I'm for it. I am for it. Hmm. Uh, because I mean as a smoker, I pay a lot of tax. Yes, absolutely. Because I mean sugar, I just you know that fruity ka two hundred ml ka, there's twenty eight grams of sugar in that. Are you but serious? tell me something when I'm having diabetes hoya main inna pinda i used to chat with also has yeah. like spoons of yeah. but whenever an indian government comes up with something like this like banning junk food in schools it's always the foreign brands you'll never go against the samosa the parotta yeah. the local jalebi in fact i was outraged when arun jeetli it just goes after like but arun samosa jeetli. and parathas are equally fattening and you know but they're not fast food no they're not manufactured they're fast fried but they aren't processed <laughs> to be honest i mean suppose they aren't but processed but mass produced but it's still junk food no i don't see samosa and, and parathas as junk i actually don't have a view on it it's too complicated my brain is not processing this it's pastry <laughs> but it's fried potato and no, maida halwai hai jo samosa aapko de isn't a samosa worse than say a so you can't have halwai tax i mean You that know, means you have to include the halwais it's, it's difficult to do it in our country because halwais don't give you a receipt every time they sell you samosa <laughs> no but i think just in sheer nam i mean if you're looking at a macro picture and you know policies are made on macro economic considerations the amount of consumers that let's say a parlay or a you know a kfc the amount of people they hit in one shot is way less than what your neighborhood you halwai is i hits. think more people i don't think more people are eating kfc in kerala than say but a parotta but i'm surprised because every time i've been to kerala i haven't seen that many fat people there more fat people in delhi and mumbai mumbai my god very true no we south indians we yeah we are pretty fit right high five on a punjabi ki jaane and what about the mostly people who wants to occasionally indulge in fatty junk food and still has to pay tax it's not fair like no but you know about the point honestly we're taking too much time on a really non issue sorry to say to i'd like to move on to priyanka gandhi food. no but just one point i'd like to make <laughs> to agree with manisha that is when it comes to uh, uh, you know uh, non corporatized uh, you know things that are on sale so i was outraged when arun jaitley uh, uh, you know kind of put tax on cigarettes not because he put tax on cigarettes i support that but his logic of not putting it on bds BDs. it is shocking yeah you know so that's, that's unfortunate okay um i have two quick things to discuss one is i want a quick answer from everybody uh, sheila dishit has just been announced the up chief ministerial candidate at the young age of 78 um uh and a bright we, new hope for the party and but priyanka gandhi <laughs> is now they say every you know they say is bar to hoga it's like that guy who was supposed to win the nobel ever since i was like 12 uh, from columbia university bhagwati ha mm-hmm. he will win this time so you know so He's and been floating that himself himself <laughs> now a will priyanka gandhi join if she joins will it help and poor sheila deepanjana bataiye i feel very bad for sheila dikshit I feel very very bad. It's like she's the scapegoat every damn time. Poor thing. Uh as for Priyanka Gandhi, I'm going to go and back our reporter Anurag Tripathi. You should see his article. He has said that Priyanka Gandhi is definitely joining and for that sake alone I'm going to say she better join. So no, I think she will because they're just so desperate right will now. Will it help? No. Anand I don't have very many views on this to be honest I think it's just um, except that you know there was congress people were shouting priyanka lao priyanka uh-huh, lao this was even delhi election so i thought they, they were saying priyanka lamao you know lmao <laughs> so 
Actually, that's more apt. Yeah. One sec, haven't you used this joke? Isn't he recycling no. jokes? No, he's used no, the llama no, joke before. No. I'm certain. Pichla hafta dekho. Anand sach batao. No, no, it it was in the context of aap. aap I lama. said if BJP <coughs> is Congress plus cow, then aap must be Congress, Congress plus llama. I knew. I mean, I heard it. Please, aapka your view, Manisha. No, I think uh, it does make sense. She's probably a scapegoat, but Anurag again. basing all my knowledge on anurag's assessment of this her father was apparently a big tall leader in up and they hope to win brahmin votes i love this generation apparently a <laughs> father in law uma shankar dikshit darling <laughs> he was one of the biggest <laughs> stalwarts in polit- politics so at that, that time have an effect on he her? was huge so no, i don't think but so madhu, just as you don't no. know know him <laughs> i think <laughs> yeah. that this generation madhuri quickly ek do teen karke batao is madhuri dikshit and nees <laughs> you know the best thing i liked was when this pooja bedi had some program and she was interviewing uh, anil kapoor and she kept calling sheila dikshit um, okay uh, uh, i can uh, madhuri, madhuri dikshit, dikshit. Uh, dick shit hmm. and anil kapoor said it is not dick shit it is dick shit, dick shit. Hmm. and there was um, an anchor in australia yeah, new zealand that's who right. who, yeah, was fired, that. who was fired because he made fun of sheila now i like sheila hmm. i think she um did good things to delhi for delhi when she uh, did her did these highways and hmm. this thing before the commonwealth games i think she did good a good job with um, hmm. besides brt i think the metro and all these things were good yeah, for BRT delhi yeah brt was a disaster hmm. yeah other than that a lot of the things that she, most of the things she did was good but priyanka will she but, join and if she does will help but i think that she i i, I agree with dipanjana that she is a sitting duck she's always been given as a bakra in the delhi elections which everyone knew she was going to lose to kejriwal and now the same thing is going to happen to her there so that's that's one thing and the second question priyanka. was uh, priyanka what i'm noticing that all the pictures of priyanka ever since this thing has been floating is that priyanka has lost her smile She lost her smile. Mm. Oh, I Good thought point. you were going to say she's she totally like lost her smile and that whole thing mm. that she's been called in for but she's so amiable and she's so happy. I think she Oh, maybe she just realized she's married to Robert Wadra. Hey. Oh, ek hi kitta. Little Manisha. By the way, I don't know uh, a lot of reporters who cover Congress say that Priyanka Gandhi there's a lot of myth around her being this smart whatever. She's as Smart good as rahul. as rahul gandhi <laughs> you don't use the word smart yeah i mean she's it's just that she's quiet and you don't get to hear a lot you know she doesn't talk so there's an enigma around her but she's i don't think she'll change fortunes for the party no, don't forget because, that his yeah. interview rahul gandhi's interview with arnab it was priyanka who was standing next yeah. to him and advising him yeah. and you saw the result yeah. of that but advice not, no but honestly um i think advising I've, arnab advising okay. are you kidding <laughs> rahul <laughs> advising rahul but, and and you know his reciting uh women's issues are the agenda to every question that was asked i think was something so, that she had but the confidence with which priyanka confronts a mic is on a scale of 0 to 10 9 and rahul is on a scale of 0 to 10 like minus 1 you know you know she gets out of the car and they say in the way she turn, i mean her composure and hazir jawabi मतलब राहुल के दिमाग में यू कैन मेक इन दैट शी यू कैन लाइक इन देयर यू कैन बी नंदन जो कि ठुल्ला है यू कैन विजुलाइज ये बात नहीं है यू कैन विजुलाइज द व्हील्स आर टर्निंग अच्छा क्या बोलूं अच्छा ये दिस साउंड्स क्लेवर नहीं दिस डजंट साउंड क्लेवर यू कैन लिटरली सी एंड देन ही विल कम आउट समथिंग हां सॉरी डू यू हैव अ सॉफ्ट स्पॉट फॉर प्रियंका नो आई जस्ट थिंक शी इज वे स्मार्टर आई थिंक इट्स अ नो कांटेस्ट आई डोंट थिंक शी इज वे स्मार्ट आई डोंट थिंक शी इज आई थिंक शी इज गॉट रेडी आंसर्स लाइक इंदिरा क्विक आंसर्स हाजिर जवाब the problem with this family is that they are good at running 
keeping their position in the party and keeping their own mechanics going, whether they should be running the country with the lack of knowledge of policy, including foreign policy and the economy, is a huge, huge question mark. Does Priyanka know enough about economy, about the economy? Does she know enough about foreign policy? Does she know enough about agriculture, about industry, about commerce? All these issues, which are really, does she know enough about coal and power? A prime, a, 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 part, a leading a leader of a party well, like the Congress should know all these. What I would like to say is, if she doesn't know anything about these issues, then she is an excellent candidate for becoming for the prime minister. Yeah, I mean, I think other than Manmohan Singh, I would say, you know, even Modi would know very little about these issues if you really get into the nitty-gritties. I think Rajiv Gandhi would know even less. I think Atalji may know no, more. No comparison, uh, no, Abhinandan. I, I think, think yeah. Modi knows far, far more. He has policies, uh, uh, policy uh, papers and discussions. Uh, on well, the level. way he broke down how, how pulses are priced before election, that we will do this and it will come down. I mean... If you really look at, you know, no, how campaign pulses. speeches are different, but if you look at his policies after he's become prime minister, they are okay. evolved and developed. Now, last, we are just going to wrap up with one quick discussion on Modi and that song. But before that, I would like to tell everybody tomorrow we have an, uh, I mean, I think it's an awesome documentary, part of our collaboration with Scoop Poop. Um, it's, it's a part of the Chase series. It's a two-part series. The first part is releasing on Friday on Kashmir. Oh my God, I saw the trailer. It is... It Unbelievable. Is, yeah, it is It is an inside look, which I was hoping at some point big media would do, but they don't have the time or the patience to do it. I mean, we've gone inside where and, and, and got you stuff and long conversations. And, and I think people, it, it reminded me of News Track, Madhu. It was, uh, yeah, at, when I saw the trailer, it did remind me of it's, that. It's great. Uh, that it's going to be it. on tomorrow. Check it out. Also, do check out our new podcast, which the Panjana and Rajshree are going to bring you the awesome and awful entertainment rap. Also, we have a project Janagan Man happening. We will tell you more about it. But all our listeners and subscribers, you've got to be a part of this. This is a really exciting project where we're going to get Indians from all over the world together. And when we unveil it on Monday, you'll see what it's all about. And, and you have to be part of it. You have to sing. You have to and sing. And you'll be in it. For a change, I'm not asking for money. I'm just asking for <laughs> you to sing. Although if you want to subscribe, you know, I'm not going to say no. But... That's a good idea. Only subscribers can sing. No, no. Everyone sing. Everyone. <laughs> whether you love us, hate us, is ek din. Let's sing together. So, more details on Project Janganman. Now, the last item that we have is PM Modi expresses unhappiness over media coverage in Kashmir yet again. He's basically unhappy with the media all the time. Um, is Modi's relationship with the media... Because I see a lot in the English space, there are a lot more senior journalists who dislike him. I agree to that. But... Do you think there's an aspiration key? I want them to love because if you've seen sheer numbers of journalists, more love Modi. But is their love not good enough? Because he aspires for the love of those who hate him. I don't get it. I, mean, like, no, no, I don't know how you're <laughs> coming to this. Why are journalists put in a category of either they love a politician or hate a politician? No, they can also if you're doing neutral. stories which turn out to be negative to the man in power at that moment, that's what you do. But Madhu, uh, I think that's I, do, I don't hate a guy if I'm doing a story but negative you, that Madhu. comes out negative to him. But that's you. I mean, are you saying that when you look at the journalistic landscape, there are people who are equidistant from all and the criticism of both is equal? For example, um, you know, an Arnab, like when the Supreme Court judgment went against BJP, the hashtag Iran was 
what democracy or whatever. And he was very harsh on them. But with the Congress, he'd be 10 times as harsh. Uh, someone like Sudhir Chaudhary, uh, you know, someone like Rajat Sharma. I agree that they're journalists like you who are equally distant and you are equally contemptuous of all of them. But surely, I mean, well, I, I mean, I mean just... Barkha, or even, I mean, I think Barkha's a great journalist, but even I can see her criticism of a Modi would be far more enthusiastic. I think the English-speaking journalists have shown uh, a bias towards the Gandhi. Sagarika, Rajdeep, I think they will be they, way there's more... A, there's a people like us syndrome yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, and, and, Definitely. and not just Congress, anything to do with the Gandhis, it was very kid gloves. I so, mean, look how they got away with so much. They got away with 84. So coming back, onwards, to, coming back to, why is Modi obsessed with the media not liking him? Anand. Two points. Hmm. One, I'd like to uh, take you back to one of the, uh, one of your tweets where you gave the image of <clears throat> the percentage of what type of media. Right. Uh, would you like to elaborate on Basically, that? Basically, it was a yeah. pie, yeah. a pie chart yeah. of out of all the television viewership, how much percentage goes to which category. So GEC is one category, which is general entertainment uh, channels, which means Sony, Z, not the news channels. Then there are sports channels, then there are news channels, and there are lifestyle channels like Discovery, TLC. Out of the entire pie, 0.24% are English news watchers. <laughs> right. And I'm talking about all English. That means like six, seven channels. Including, yeah. So here I bring my second point, which is if I wear my Wendy Doniger hat and do, you know, psychoanalyze this, I think Modi has this uh, forbidden fruit syndrome. So he knows that, I mean, if you go by your pie chart, 30% of all the news is covered by Hindi, Hindi media. Hmm. And we know Z News, okay, is a major thing in there which is definitely pro at uh, this thing. Mm. But he, he wants this appreciation from 0.001% of... that sliver. Forbidden, wo, Garden of Eden, mein jo apple, grana wo, you know, which is the thing. And so, so uh, which is very perplexing to me. Mm. And I think this is not going to go away because the more... And he's never going to get it. He's never... Because if <laughs> you look at the DNA of the, the celebrity... I agree. Uh, you know, journalists. I, I think you guys are psycho and <laughs> this way too much. BJP Maybe has a, a simple versus. strategy. <laughs> when things go wrong, blame the media. This is the easiest thing to do. Kuch bhi ho jai media is it nai si baat hai? UPA? That's what they do. No, but BJP does it far more than UPA There's does. No degree. UPA they all did it. UPA didn't did blame it. media Come on, to Priyanka, this Are you kidding? Kashmir, are you kidding? They said the media for Louis, the, this uh, whole scam that India today exposed on uh, Salman and Louis Khurshid. They just blamed the media when it was a no, real yes. scam. Exactly. Not just that. They to, when the Janlokpal no, movement... there was a real media involvement. So you can hear media. What is media doing in Kashmir? What, yeah, they're yeah. just reporting yeah, anything that goes okay, Smriti, fine, yeah. Amit Shah, Modi have this okay, thing where they... Uh, Deepanjana, you tell me. Uh, I agree with Manisha, but I do agree that the uh, with you guys also that the media has been held uh, responsible in the past as uh, not responsible, but just been used as the bad guy, mm. because it's an easy target. Yeah, everyone can turn around and say, oh, they were the bad guys. There isn't one person really that you're singling out, and it's a constituency that needs you. So you can call them the bad guy and still get away with it, because these journalists, these editors, will need you in the future and will come very, to you for them all over very, again. And can I just add to that important point that this is like you know two waves now you can have interference you can have a trough and a crest uh, and a crest now what has happened last 10 years you had subservient media and that thing is slowly pro-congress pro-up that's subsiding and we can clearly see in the last two years the bjp is winning media. a lot of pro-bjp yeah. so now there is absolutely no scruples uh, attached to your times now is very pro-bjp right 
or pro bjp z new is very pro bjp so in the next 4 5 years any bjp stays on for 10 years and then goes after 10 years you would find exactly the, the same, same thing, thing but inversion possible that's an interesting hypothesis yeah. so actually so that's that that i don't agree with that because you're presuming that history will repeat itself not necessarily journalism can change the internet can change things Yogi the way news, news organizations Adria will hai. change and evolve into a different format i don't agree you're saying I, that everything the way it is will repeat itself because all the background and the foundations will remain the same the foundations will cannot and will not remain same in this generation I, I well said i take back my i take back my I support agree. to you anand <laughs> madhu's right news one to change this okay now i would just amongst like to, others i would like to um, say that the prime minister never speaks to the media he is wrong he spoke to arnab he spoke to arnab but uh, no uh, he doesn't speak to news media he speaks to entertainment media so <laughs> uh, i think burns and that is because another very, open letter will come and he's <laughs> and he's very angry with them so on his behalf i would like to and i think he has reason to be so on his behalf i'd like to dedicate this song and it is led this song ye do layer pe kaam kar raha hai to suniyega you know I just just like really doubt it <laughs> just, just just like like when 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 rishi kapoor wronged bobby that is when she didn't sing the song but she cried as it played in the background so imagine rishi kapoor is the english media and bobby is modi and no. he is singing the song to the english media not the chabi see the two layers it's working Kamra on kamra band karke chabi guma do <laughs> no no he see the two layers it's working on that he doesn't want to speak to the media main nahi bolna beshak mal tere maa tere chanchal दिल में दिल भर रहता सोबा मेरी ना ढोलना मैं नहीं बोलना हो नहीं बोलना जा मैं नहीं बोलना जा हो मैं नहीं बोलना जा ढोलना मैं नहीं बोलना सोबा मेरी song but you have now given me an image of modi yeah. in a bikini which i really did not need great can i just say that i thought i had you know gotten over the fact that i have uh, heard narendra chanchal live i've had the trauma of <laughs> but now you've you know kind of and made me experience that again and it's narendra singing for narendra oh, see oh. there three layers here <laughs> who okay. is also chanchal <laughs> <laughs> okay anyone has any suggestions to give to the listeners my suggestion is watch the kashmir documentary on chase and my other suggestion is subscribe to news laundry when the public pays the public is served when corporations pay corporations are served write in to us and contact at news laundry with your suggestions and comments and if they are even if disagreeable but uh, politely worded we shall read them out and subscribe uh, anand any recommendations my, my recommendation is although conflict of interest but i highly recommend dipses and rajeshri sain's podcast hi how sweet for the for the reason that i found it so refreshing that you know here are two women doing ultra damage to all what they see around them you know what is awful and awesome so do do, do check that. that nice that was really nice much appreciated um my recommendation is an article from the atlantic uh, which is about the physiological 
signs of mental illness. It basically is about how the immune system kind of affects you and creates these symptoms which could be considered mental illness, but they actually aren't. That's your immune system that needs fixing. Fabulous article, long but really great. Um, my recommendation is from the lady's finger. How a Kashmiri girl's search for a bathroom became truth versus lie, us versus them, patriot versus traitor. This is on the Handwara case. Great read. Madhu? Uh, my recommendation is go on YouTube, search Mrithunjoy Kumar Jha, and you'll see uh, five or six news track tapes. Please go to the ones on Kashmir. Um, one is called How Green Was the, uh, was the Valley. And there's another one which says, Kashmir, please look at it. It gives you a really good historical perspective of what's happening today. On that note, thank you for joining us. Join us again next week when we'll be back on the Hafta. Until then, thank you, goodbye, and have a great week. Thank you. Catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on newslaundry.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.